Okay, welcome Anita to No Excuses, Real Inspiration, hosted by Scott Marshall. So welcome Thank you Thank you for giving up some of your time from a busy schedule to come on the show. So it's your first time coming on to a podcast. You've not done a podcast yes. before. Okay, so you're brand new to this. So for our viewers, just give a wee brief intro of who you are and what you're currently up to. Okay, okay. Well, thanks, first of all, for having me on here. So be kind, as you say, it's my first one. Um, so Anita Edwards, I have Optimal Primal Health um, as my own business. As a health coach, I'm also a breath coach and facilitator. Um, I also work for the Fitness Education Academy, delivering courses to other fitness professionals and teaching coaches and instructors. Level two gym, level three personal training, how to be a boot camp instructor, um, body suspension, kettlebells, and other certain certain disciplines. I'm also a, a mum of two and a granny to, to one. So okay. busy, busy. Busy schedule. <laughs> yeah, always. Okay, so let's go back to, obviously you mentioned, you know, your busy schedule. So how did it become mm. that you got involved with health and fitness? Uh, I've always been in the health and fitness industry. So um, ever since I was 19, I went into college, done HND in health and fitness. I got a job in what was the Edinburgh Club. It was a judo club in Edinburgh. Fantastic, fantastic uh, club. Not there anymore. It's a block of flats now, unfortunately. But they really put me, George Kerr, the owner, Pauline Kerr, put me on the right foot for, from a business perspective as well as a fitness perspective. It just propelled through there. Uh, into teaching, I taught classes went into gym management and then you know you just sort of like take up the stepping stones and it yeah. escalates and, and I've always I've always had a passion for fitness for not just for myself but for helping others as well so and I've just carried that on I just you know it's it's kind of addictive helping yes. people and seeing how they they progress just like how I have whether it's other coaches which I do now with the fitness education academy and as well from a personal so from personal training them and them reaching their goals. Oh, fantastic. And how long have you been with the Fitness Education Academy? Um, I think about nine years. I keep saying this, but I've lost two years with the COVID. I've lost, uh, <laughs> just generally, I've got no concept of time. So I think about eight years could actually be 10. Oh, good. But yeah, so a, yeah, a wee so while, yeah. A long time, aye. Okay. Yes. And then if we, you know, look on the, the flip side of that, you know, within health and fitness, have you had mm -hmm. any challenges within that thing? Um, so I've done a bodybuilding competition. If this is kind of challenges that you mean yeah. from that point of, of view. So I actually done three, three bodybuilding competitions and um, I got into it when I was 36. So I was, I was kind of, kind of late on looking back now. I wish I'd started it before, but I didn't have the knowledge back then. I didn't, you know, just wasn't yeah. really a, a thing in those days um, to be, you know, as passionate about it as bodybuilding. I thought, you know what, I'm in the gym all the time. I'm training people. I want to do something for myself. So I've done it for myself. No other reason competing against other people. But because it's a competition, you then get to that stage in the mentality that you are competing against other people. And I didn't find it particularly healthy. Okay. So I'd done, three, I'd done three competitions. The last competition that I'd done was my best competition. I didn't place. and it, That didn't bother me. But I went out on a high because I knew I'd given him it all. And I also knew that I wasn't 
prepared or expecting to put any pressure on myself and my family because I had a family and you know and it's hard it's a full-time job yeah and it's expensive yes <laughs> um, absolutely yeah I'm glad I've done it really glad I've done it I look back at the photos and I feel I feel proud um I'm not I'm not in any rush to do to do another one I'd be in the masters now anyway so yeah <laughs> but um no so that's probably the biggest hurdle and then from a health point of view I guess I went into sort of like primal coaching because my husband had a stroke three years ago. So that really highlighted everything for no reason. Doctors couldn't even tell us why he had a stroke. I was like, oh, this isn't good. You know, this is, this is bad because we thought he was healthy. He'd ran marathons. He'd done workouts in the gym. So it's not adding up. You know, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but asking the doctor, what was, is it stress related or what is stress? You know, your body can respond in stress in so many different ways. And they couldn't give us an answer. So I was like, right. I'm going to take this on on board and let's make sure that we have optimal health. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's that's always been a worry. So that was probably the biggest health sort of scare. Yeah. Because you don't know what's around the corner. No, absolutely. Um, you know, but it's good that you've took that pathway now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's all positive. It's all good. And mm, he doesn't always listen to me, but, you know, he does, <laughs> he does his best. And, um, <laughs> but does any husband, you know, <laughs> sorry. Um, you know, he's just had a checkup and he's he's all clear. His cholesterol's fine, blood pressure, you know. So he will be on medication for the rest of his of his days. So the medical team say, but you know, ideally you'd like to come off that. You don't want to rely on any medication, but you know, we're highly supported by the by the doctors. So just got to listen to no, to what they say. Well, well. yeah. And obviously, you you mentioned your age. You know, when you done your competition. Yeah. So if you don't mind me asking, how old are you then now? I'll still say I'm 46. I'm, I'm 47 in, at the end of me, end of this month, I'm 47. Right, okay. And if we yeah. put it on the flip side, your training age, how old do you mm-hmm. actually feel? Um, I still feel physic- physically, physically feel differently than mentally. So mentally, I'm still 21. Yes. <laughs> physically, from my training, there has been adaptations because I've got arthritis in my hip, actually, so I should have mentioned that before. But I've not let it bother me. I've just adapted to, to what I can do. So I still feel, yeah, I still feel, you know, young, half my age anyway. Oh, good, good. Yeah. And obviously, you mentioned that you've got a busy schedule, right? So yep. how do you fit in your own fitness routine around that? And what's your current goals? Well, that's where I, come, I think I'm probably a little bit selfish because I'm in that, you know, a privileged position that I can schedule people around me. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, whether it's on Zoom, whether it's face-to-face, whether it's breath work, which is mainly on online um, and classes. So as I know, I am a very organised person. So I have a schedule. And I know where I'm working, um, when I'm working, where I'm working. So if I'm working near a gym, I'll go in afterwards or between clients. I don't have a set set base. I just kind of go between between six gyms in, in East Lothian, to be honest. So yeah, I, I do always make time. My goal, I don't particularly have an, a goal at the minute. I just like being content. I still like being strong. I like being fit. I like to be able to move with, you know, with no guilt if I miss a training session or anything like that. I just generally feel quite happy and content just doing what I can. And I mean, I suppose we're all a little bit vain, so we want to look, we do want to look good. I think I'd be lying yeah. if I said I didn't, but a goal as such, 
I don't really actually have one. I think that might be bad because I tell everybody else to have a goal. <laughs> <laughs> That's something we need to figure out for this year. At least, at least target one goal. Yeah, I know. You're right. Yeah, I'll always think about that. And I mean, I've got lots of business goals, you know, getting things up online and things okay. like that. But as far as fitness goals, I've got no desire to go out running or anything like that. I suppose just lift a little bit heavier, you know, that's my yeah. passion is lifting. So okay. I'll maybe, maybe up the, the bench press or something. I don't know. I'll, I'll set a goal and I'll get back to you on that uh, one. <laughs> okay, I'll look forward to it. And for yourself, how do you handle your nutrition? around such a busy schedule as well. Do you meal prep? Oh, yeah. Preparation is key. Um, I've, as I say, I'm an organised person, so I've always been prepared. You know, I love a Tupperware bowl, love a Tupperware dish. <laughs> so I'm always, <laughs> I've always put things things prepped, and it's easier because you just grab and go. Um, I used to rely heavily on things like protein bars and shakes. I've came off them completely since not competing, so I don't have... Uh, well, I say I have a, the occasional shake if it's convenient. Yeah. But I always make food, but I only ever do it now for a couple of days because I like it fresh. I think I've got fussy in my older age. Um, I like it more fresh rather than having a week. I can freeze stuff. Um, but yeah, always meal prep. Always have things. Okay. Things at hand. And when you finish a, a session at the gym, what's your favourite post-workout snack or drink? Oh, I've got a thing for. Almond butter, I would have that with anything, pretty much. <laughs> I have a, a chocolate coffee shake, so I have a wee bit of a cold coffee that I've made in the morning, yeah. and I put that in a in a chocolate shake. So it's a bit like a like a cappuccino or, or something. Yeah, yeah. I make that with, I make that with almond milk. Um, as I'd have that, or if I have got chicken and potatoes or chicken and rice, I would have that after. Yeah, no, good. I've always got something to to sort of like grab. Okay, and then same again on the flip side of the coin so we're always allowed a cheat day so if you mm -hmm. had a cheat meal what would it be uh, we actually always have a saturday night takeaway okay and it, it's it is we sit and we watch ant and deck that's where it all stands <laughs> from so to i'm totally blaming them um i do like a pizza yeah i think it would yeah, I think it would probably be margarita, sweet corn and black olive pizza. Okay, I like a pizza myself. Mm, yeah, can't I think go wrong with pizza. Oh, I know. Yeah, they're good. They're good. You can make your own, but it never tastes quite luxurious, does it, as a, no, as a takeaway pizza? Not. I know. And for yourself, you know, from a business and personal opinion, mental health and exercise, what's your take on that? Oh, it's massive. I think your mind's the biggest muscle. So if you've got that conquered, then, you know, with the breathing, that comes hand in hand with it as well. So try and get your, you know, your, um, if your mind's in the game, you can get, you can help achieve your goals. But mental health, you know, you're obviously when you exercise, you're releasing, releasing the, the hormones, the endorphins and the feel good factors to, to make you feel good. You know, and then that encourages you and motivates you to keep on, to keep on going. Um, but I think I, I would say mental health comes before your fitness because once oh. you've got that, then you can carry on to your fitness. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. um, you know, if you're having a bad day, you know, even just going to walk around, around the block, maybe 10, 15 minutes, mm -hmm. if you've got an issue that's been bugging you all day, you know, you, you're fixing yeah. that problem within that walk. Absolutely. I think as well as if you 
if you if you weren't to do if you had a, a gym gym session scheduled in and you don't go, I think it's not feeling guilty. I think you've got to learn to not feel guilty about not doing it. Yeah. You know, I think it, I think it's a lot healthier to not feel guilty. Um, if you and you know, there's different techniques. You know, I meditate every morning, I do some breath work, and that puts me in a really good mental place to start start the day. And again, it's my routine, so you know, that's my job. So you know, I enjoy doing it, but it's just it's the habits incorporating the habits into into every day that just sets a sort of the mental attitude for your day ahead, no matter what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. how so? If you were to have a bad day, how, mm-hmm. how would you motivate yourself on the back of that? I actually had a, a, a bad day yesterday. Um, I didn't feel like training. I had a scheduled in. I'd committed myself to, to somebody. So I thought, you know, that way I just think I just couldn't get G'd up. But no, yeah. no idea why. It just, you know, you can go to bed. And I'm not going to use the excuse of being a female and hormones, but I can go to bed and feel completely different to what I wake up. You know, I'll go to bed, really, you know, great mood. Then I wake up and I'm completely different. All right. So that's where I do the breath work and the meditation. And that can change. But then again, it can, it can flip. So yesterday I'd done it. I didn't feel, I didn't do it as what I would probably have done it. I missed a couple of sets. I didn't do what I would normally have done. But I didn't feel guilty for it. Yeah. I still done something. Um, I was probably only half an hour done and dusted. It was like box ticked. And I feel if I hadn't have done that, I would probably have ate away at me. So I'm glad I'd done it, but I just done it, you know, in a lot reduced, reduced pace, reduced effort. Yeah. But I was I was there because I was in the scene where I'm used to doing, so that was my yeah. comfort zone. So no, absolutely. Yeah. And for yourself, Anita, I know you you say you're a very organized person, but mm-hmm. <laughs> does Anita have any bad habits? Well, you maybe better ask my husband that. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you got? Um, bad habits. Yeah, I probably do, but I'm not going to admit to any. <laughs> right, so if we could put it, you know, even in a, a business sense, if you, have you got any yeah. bad habits within your business that you should yeah. probably pick up on? I don't know if it's a bad habit, but I, I, I do doubt myself. So business-wise, okay. massive imposter syndrome. Especially starting something new, I know everything. I've got the capability, and if it's like technology, as I said before we started, I'm not a huge. Well, we're not a huge fan. You know, technology doesn't always like me, and I don't particularly like technology. <laughs> so that's that's probably the one hurdle and the bad habit that I keep putting off to learn about it. I really should apply myself better for that, but but yeah, a, it's, obviously it's your your busy schedule. And it's trying to get the time to sit down and, you know, half an hour of your day, but half an hour is precious. It is, yeah, it is. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's not that I've not tried, but when you try and learn something that you're not actually interested hugely in, it's hard to sink in, you know? Oh. So it's like, oh, I'll come back to that later. I'll go and do something that I do like, you know? Yes, we're, we're all guilty. We're all guilty yeah. of doing this. Yeah. Absolutely. But so, I don't beat myself up about it. <laughs> No, exactly. You know, life's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep chipping, chipping away. And consistency is key with everything. It doesn't matter. Just you know, we hear about this a lot in the fitness industry. Consistency with with fitness, absolutely. Consistency with nutrition, absolutely, because that gets us to results. But in everyday walk of life, whatever you're doing, consistency is key. You just got yeah. to keep chipping away and don't give up, and then you'll oh. you'll reach it. Might not be tomorrow. We're impatient as you know as humans. 
yes. might not be a week, six months down the line, a year, whatever. But you know, you get there if you if you apply your mind to it, you can you can do it. You know, no, chip chip. And I always always say to my clients, it's a mile at a time. You know, mm. you know that absolutely yeah. Life is. So for yourself, within health and fitness, probably social media comes into this as well. What's mm-hmm. your pet hates? The things that you hate to see within health and fitness. I know you you might have a, a long list here. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll narrow it down. Um, people saying that they're, that they're advocating something that they're not qualified in. Yeah. Obviously coming from um, an education provider. Um, and we, we cover the whole of Scotland with that. So, you know, we see and meet a lot of people. And a lot of the students are obviously qualified in what they do. Yeah. And, and they are great, but I see a lot of people I don't know, they're not students, but claiming that they're especially things like nutritionalists and dietitians, yes. even personal trainers, and they are not. Now, I know that there's not a law or governing body for that, but, you know, boundaries, morals, you know, where are these people? It's just, yeah. it actually drives me insane. When we're taking time to educate these people, they're taking their time and their money and their effort to, to learn and us as well, and progress, and obviously, and always do our like CPD training and progress yes. through their through our, our our knowledge, and then people are just walking in and they've got the nearly swore they've got the art of blagging, yes. <laughs> if, for, if for a better word, you know, it's the way of words, um, and yeah, advocating that they can do this, that, and the other, and no, you can. absolutely, you know, because you, you see it online, you know, what become, yeah. you know. A gym instructor and a PT with a one day course online, you know, answering yeah. five or six questions, yeah. download your, your PDF qualification. That's not a qualification. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's scary what's, what's out there, you know, it's yeah. just, I mean, if we could just sort of like get some sort of governing body behind it, you know, that would be, that would be a goal. You know, somebody to actually police, you know, this, mm-hmm. this matter, you know. Yeah. If you're if you're in a nutritionist or a dietitian, you have to be registered, and you have to. It's the same as like osteopaths and yeah. uh, physiotherapists. You have to be registered, so there's a governing body behind that. You know, personal trainers can cause a lot of injury, as can you know people advocating that they can. We can give nutritional advice as personal trainers, yeah. but we can't give you know diet plans, and they just you know they go too I, too much into it. Yeah, and I think yeah. the, I think during lockdown. We've seen more of this people claiming mm. to be personal trainers in parks, etc. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and instructors and boot camp and such, which is, you know, which is great to be outdoors and exercising outdoors. You know, However, but, are they doing the, the proper risk assessment? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. As well as that, Scott, they've not got if you're not qualified, you won't have insurance. Exactly. You know, that's you know, so do it properly, aye. people. <laughs> aye, exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's chat about when you're training. Obviously, you you mentioned that you like to lift heavy. Yes. <clears throat> yes. So, what's your favorite exercise? Oh, favorite exercise like a bench press. I'm honest. Bench press. Yeah, I like to change shoulders, which I know that is obviously not a bench press as such, but uh, yeah, that's probably. Oh well, oh god, now you've opened a can of worms because I like training <laughs> legs as well, and you know. Bench press is probably favourite exercise. Bench I think. press. Okay. Yeah, as a compound exercise. Yeah. So imagine you were 
going to train with a brand new PT in your gym and mm -hmm. they were to give you the worst type of exercise that we'd want you to walk out the door, what would that be? Uh, the worst is oh god um oh no uh oh gosh can't think probably something that would make me look daft probably a pull-up to be honest okay um <laughs> uh that i would struggle because being slightly competitive against myself i would like to be able to complete the task or, you know that they give me so, yeah yeah probably unassisted pull-up unassisted pull-up okay and Probably. obviously you've been within health and fitness for so many years and you've had yep. you know so many memories but if you could pick one you know that's been memorable to you your your best memory of your journey what would that be probably the last bodybuilding competition i've done yeah yeah i think so i think as i said knowing that it was my last knowing that i could Step. I was stepping away almost into another sense of freedom because I knew that I wasn't putting pressure on myself again. And and I think five days after that, I was going on holiday, if I remember rightly. So I was looking forward to that. But I think that would be my best memory. Yeah. And obviously you mentioned right at the start, um, two people from Edinburgh. Uh, am I right mm -hmm. saying that? Um, mm -hmm. Would you say those two people were your role models within your journey? Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely yeah they were at my wedding they were um don't really keep in touch as much now because they've, they've got uh as i say the gym doesn't exist anymore it's, it's flats but 100 percent, yeah and everybody that worked there we had good customer care they yeah they were just out, outstanding yeah really so, were. It was, so it was like a small community effectively yeah yeah it was brilliant i, I loved my job there ah. i really did it was you, a good place to start you need that within a gym environment you know <sighs> Yeah, definitely. We've just started through the Education Academy Personal Training in Scotland as well. So we're just in trying to get a community going of personal trainers. Um, yeah. And this is where we vet it. So if they want to be put on onto the, obviously the website, any yeah. personal trainers can, but they need to submit their um, level three certification and their insurance to okay. me before it actually goes onto the website. But right. uh, down in East Lothian, where I live, we're trying to get the community of the six sites with personal trainers and just have so that they've got the support especially if they're starting out because it's daunting you've got big yeah. gyms out there it's expensive they don't know where to start you know how to write a program you're given that with you know periodization and and then you're like oh it's like a rabbit rabbit in a headlight you know where do you actually physically start from the business side as well as the, the yeah. training side you know so it's, yeah, it's all oh. about community. I think you should be working with each other rather than competing against each other. There's too much oh, of that as well. Well, you know, that's actually a very good point because that's why I started the podcast because mm -hmm. I've worked in health and fitness for, you know, I want to say 2013. That's when I got my weight loss journey. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I got my program written up and I started going to Metafit and spin classes and yeah. Within my six weeks, I lost two stone. So, um, two guys at Gorbo's Leisure Centre in Glasgow, uh, Paul Wallace and Scott McCutcheon, they helped me. And then on the back of that, I put myself through my qualifications. Um, Great. Yeah. Now I'm helping people um, within Glasgow. Um, but what, you know, last year I was like, 
you know, I've been in health and fitness for so long that I was like, we need to change it. We need to change mm-hmm. what we're doing because there is a small minority, what we were talking about earlier, that are cowboys, <laughs> right? You mm-hmm. know, yeah, yeah. Right? So effectively, there's people who always want to undercut each other, right? Yeah. So effectively, why can we not work together where we can yeah. say, right, okay, Scott, you're no good at uh, you know weightlifting, but however, go and check out Anita because she's fantastic. You know, we can just bounce yeah. off each other. Yeah, you know, that, absolutely. That's the way it has to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I work with a with a guy um, who's a breath. He's a soma ma- master's breath coach, and uh, so I work with Nigel. And um, Nigel McFawn's fantastic. And we're always like I'm referring people to him, and vice versa. He refers people to me. He's also a biomechanics coach. You know, I, I'm not qualified in that, so yeah. you know, um, send them send them over to him. Yeah, and that's how it should be. Other yeah. personal changes. I've not got time. I've not got. I can't take on any more clients. I'll exactly. pass them on. You know. No, too Definitely. right. And, you know, the fact is, you know, it's, it's a business community. You know, and you know, as personal trainers, we kind of do it all. No. Yeah. You know, and you're always going to have one or two people who are really competitive. Yeah. You know, there's no need to be like that. We cannot. We can all be pals. <laughs> Absolutely. I think as well as like, and I see it, I see it a lot with newbies when, when they are get qualified, it's overexcitement. You know, you can't take that away from them, but they get overexcited by trying to do everything. They want it all yes. for themselves. You know, this is me, this is what I can do. I can do this, that, and the other. And then it leads to burnout, you know, yep. apart from anything else. And you, then you can't work, you know? No, absolutely. So, and for yeah. yourself, Anita, what makes you unique to others? What makes me unique? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, well, I'm probably the primal side to it. So the primal side is based on primal. And this came back to when Stuart had his stroke. So it's it's probably a little bit different. So obviously I give nutrition advice for this. But you know, as we know, it's 80% nutrition. It's 5% movement. Uh, sorry 10% movement and 5% stress and then sleep related yeah. so kind of break break it down with that through through 12 weeks and trying to coach them into optimal health and just trying to maintain maintain that so only really work with women for for the optimal health and and the breathing as well um I don't know if that makes me different or not does it uh, yeah I that makes you unique yeah. unique yeah I think rather than just and this is why I'm sort of like, like yourself, we try and put another little flavor to it. You try and come out because there's a lot of competition there. All right. And it's, and it's not healthy to be competing against everybody as a personal trainer all the time. Yeah. As much as I am a personal trainer, I've only got six clients, excuse me, because through the health coaching side, I haven't got time to take on anymore. You know, I just yeah. don't have the time, but it's still, a, it's still a passion. So I think going into the health side and the primal living, but putting a twist into it to modern day life, because we've got families, we've got kids, you know, um, and trying to apply it that way and trying to just get optimal health, you know, oh, feeling absolutely. good as well as, as looking good, you know, feeling good comes first though. No, 100%, couldn't agree yeah. more. So yeah. you mentioned your business goals earlier. So mm-hmm. 
where would you like to see your business grow within the next three years if you've got a plan? Mm-hmm. Got a plan. So the next three years, we want to be starting uh, retreats, myself and Nigel over in uh, here, doing retreats with breath work um, and meditation and some movement, um, probably into sort of like seasonal stuff, not really primal as such, because we're, again, we're just trying to cater for, for everybody for that. I want to be doing that. Also, want to be trying to. I do want to go online and do group programs. I think that's probably yeah. it would take a little, leave it a little bit pressure off of me doing individuals, and that's why you get so busy because you have separate people. Whereas if you've done group coaching programs, it would make it so much easier on your time as well. You know, it's a, a, the same people, the same community of people, and they can help each other as well. You know, that's what it's all yeah. about. You know? No. 100%. So for yourself, I probably know the answer to this already anyway before I ask it. So what, what would you prefer, cardio or doing weights? Weights. Weights, okay. So what, what's yeah. your take on CrossFit? Uh, I've tried it, but my hip didn't like it. Okay. okay. <laughs> and what about burpees? Are you a fan? Yes or no? Only on birthdays, your birthday birthdays, and that's it. Ah, right, okay, <laughs> okay. And, right, okay, so this is my new sports section of okay. my, my podcast. So, in a business sense, do you believe mm-hmm. that MMA will overtake boxing in the next couple of years? Hmm, will it overtake boxing? Um, it's, I don't know if it's like a, a niche thing at the minute, yeah, it's, it's, it could you know, be a it's fan just now, <laughs> you know. Yeah, see, that's it. So I don't know, we'd have to, over the, how many years did you say? The just, next few years. Just the next few years, yeah. Next few years. I don't know, it could become level. Yeah. Because, you know, there's, it's, it's two different things. It's yeah. two different sports, think, isn't yeah, it? I think there's a lot in the background about how much, because obviously the, I believe that the fighters are always kicking off because they don't get paid as much as boxers. So if they mm. get on the same level as that, so then I think that would be when the business becomes, you know, exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, it seems to be there is a lot of it around, and there's a lot more. Um, there's a lot more like classes open to to yeah. MMA. I know we've got one up up the road. Um, again, it's still very sort of very masculine, isn't it? Yes. So I think there is a couple of females that do go up to the one up the road which I'm all for it's great I, I actually met my husband kickboxing Is that so right? I know it's, yeah it's not it's not the same but it's, yeah that's how I met, met him so I'm all for females trying you know the sports as men there's no there's no gender separation there yeah um but yeah I think MMA it's trying hard isn't it but it seems to have been the same level for many many years yeah. in yeah. my eyes as well. I've never tried it but yeah, yeah. No, I've never tried it myself but I probably won't do it. <laughs> I don't think I would do it. My nails are too long, but it. <laughs> I break my nails. And obviously, um, steroids, do you believe they should be legalised and monetized? Well, I don't like to be judgmental. It's not for me. Yeah. Uh, all my competitions were natural. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take them. Um, I know people that have taken them 
And, you know, that is entirely up to do. If it was legalised, it could be safer. Yes. So possibly know where, what you're getting. I don't like, you know, I don't like the aspect of it. You wouldn't know what you're getting, but with any drug. Yes, you know, if so you're buying it off the street or off the internet even, yeah. you know, there's so many things you can get. How, how do you know what you're getting? Yeah, so it's so many side effects onto that as well. Yeah, and long-lasting side effects, yeah. you know. So um, it's it's scary. I think it's it's an open conversation, definitely. Yeah. It's, um, but yeah, I think it would probably be safer if it was legalised. Yeah, and, you know, obviously steroid users who have been found out to be you know, guilty in the past, who mm-hmm. have won, you know, Olympic gold medals and, you know, received Hall of Fames. So do you do you believe that they should be removed from, you know, the Hall of Fame and, you know, stripped of Olympic medals? If it was a non-tested sport, and yeah. 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 I do, yeah. Yeah. And for yourself... I don't know how much you watch football, etc. Um, how much? No, no football. Okay, right. But in younger age brackets, do you believe mm-hmm. heading should be removed from the sport? This is this kind of comes into the same with, uh, yeah. In a in a word short, I think so. Because I don't know if you can play. If you obviously, I'm not a great football. Fan. I know about football, obviously, I've got yeah, yeah. kids fans in the house. But they're obviously they're reporting now, like later on, like um, brain injuries yeah. from the heading of the football. If that if it was scientifically proven that that is medically proven that that is what's causing it, then yes, probably. I mean yeah. you can still play football without heading the ball, you know, you're yeah, kicking the ball. Exactly. So oh, use your totally. use your feet, use your knees. If you're allowed to use your knees in football, but you know, I, I, you're to use <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chest or whatever, chest pops, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think it would be detrimental to the game by taking headers away, yeah. You and know, your last sport question what's okay. your take on participation trophies? On what, sorry, participation trophies. So if you compete in, you yeah. know. Maybe a medal, maybe not a trophy. <laughs> yeah, right. So if we so if we were in the same competition, uh, we were doing a running competition and mm-hmm. they just gave us the same medals. You came first, you were ten minutes before me, and I was ten minutes Thank after you, but we got the same medals. Doesn't it really work, does it? No. I would if yeah, no, I would feel that I would have I'd be cheated. Yeah. I would want, you know, one with a great big first place on it and you know especially when it's like a it's like a, a clear winner so yeah. if, if you know 10 minutes is a long time and that would never happen by the way because I'm not a runner so you know, if I cross the line before or I lift a heavier weight so if I was deadlifting 180 and you were only deadlifting 160 or vice versa yeah. I'm a clear winner you know so praise should be given yeah yeah, yeah. no absolutely yeah. trophy um... to me and to you <laughs> And just before we finish up, what advice would you give to anyone just about to start their fitness journey for the first time? First time. Um, so if you're if you're contemplating it, don't put it off for too long. Find a goal that you want to, to go for. Do your research on whether it's a gym or whether it's a personal trainer. And if you need any help, um, seek that help. 
um, through a, obviously a qualified qualified personal trainer, um, and then they'll be, be able to help you. Right? Don't give up on your on your goal. Make it small goals so that they're consistent. Bite sized goals, micro goals that you can do every day, and then apply to to you know weekly, and then that'll come monthly, and then you'll get to your get to your goals. Bite sized chunk goals is is key. Okay, go when you feel comfortable to the gym as well. I think a lot of people are intimidated by a gym. So rather than like a one-to-one in the back garden or whatever, if that's what's comfortable, then do that first, then get your confidence up and then go into the, the gym in a quiet times or, um, you know, non-busy or non-peak times. I would probably probably yeah. do that. And don't worry about any, what anybody else is saying. You know, do it for yourself. You live in your own little little bubble around you and just do do it for yourself. Don't worry about anybody else. Oh, fantastic, Anita. And where can people find you online if they wanted to reach out to you or your business? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. Um, it's just A Fitness. Um, Optimal Primal Health on, or underneath Edwards and then Optimal Primal Health on Facebook. And it's Anita Edwards on Instagram. Anita underscore Edwards. This is social media. I'm rubbing through social yeah, yeah. media. <laughs> aye, aye, this is social media. And just before we round up, um, it's been awesome to have you on the show. But Thank you. do you have any questions for myself? Um, I'll write back at you. What's your goal, Scott? What are you? So my goal this year is I'm swimming a 3K open water in Loch Lomond in September. Excellent. Um, so I've done, I think I've done 1,519 uh, pre-pandemic. Um, so what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm in the pool now, uh, doing 1K every time I'm in. Um, but I'll be back in uh, Loch Lomond soon um, once the temperatures kind of rise a wee bit. But obviously I'll be wearing my wetsuit. But no, that's that's uh-huh. my goal for this year is just to, okay. you know, that's my sporting goal. But my business goal is just to keep growing uh, Scott Marshall Fitness yep. and keep growing my podcast. Yeah, good, excellent. Where does the swimming come from? Have you got a, a background as a swimmer or? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know when I, you know when I worked in the, well, I still work in the leisure centre, um, but now uh-huh. I'm in the gym. But when I worked in the leisure centre on the pool, I absolutely hated swimming. And then it just yeah. switched when I moved into the gym. I realised so many benefits to swimming, mm-hmm. health-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. I, so do you go out in the sea? You're saying you're going to lock open. Do you I, go I, out so, so I, so we, it's a group of us that go in together. Um, and we go in at Duck Bay Marina near Cameron House. Um Nice. So I think when we go out there, I think it's about 1.7k we normally swim. So, but right. my competition, my very first competition in 2019, I turned up with my toe float, and they says, "Oh, that's not allowed here." <laughs> <laughs> so that obviously was cheating. Aye, so that that was a challenge because obviously you've just got your wetsuit and you're just trying to keep a float. You've obviously you've got people in small boats and. Mm-hmm. you know just kicking about run about you but yeah everybody's going hammer and tong you know? yeah yeah i just went in my own pace well that's it it's just that you're competing against yourself isn't it so you just Aye. want to compete it so but what, I, what I didn't realize was when i signed up for this competition that you must meet the 1500 meter mark by the hour so that oh. so that's but that's more than manageable right now because 
I think they knew in the pool I'm hitting 1k and 24, 25 minutes. Right, good. So oh, that yeah. was a different kettle of fish when you're in, uh, you know, in a lock. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I've done a couple of seas. I was sea swimming this morning actually, so it's it's totally different. It is, and it's, it's you know, and you don't know what the weather. Pardon. On you go, on you go. I said you don't know what the weather's going to be like. Exactly. I. Not got a roof over you. And uh, you know, I don't mind swimming in the pool, but lane swimming, you know, one k, that's forty lengths. It's it's pretty boring. Yeah, yeah. And it depends on who's in your lane as well, because you could have, you know. We Isabel for doing the road, and then you could have Tom, who's the athlete, and you know, two different paces, and you're trying to go yeah. in between the two of them. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, no, I think um, I'd get bored going up and down. I think. I, I think what one k is the max I'll do in a pool. I've done fifteen hundred yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and it was just I was like, nah, this is too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get me out. I, I don't know about you, but when I realise that I'm bored and I do something, that's me. I need to stop. Aye. You know, so if it's something like that, anyway, it's and just it, like that. You know, right. um, it's exactly because, like anything, you know, regards to fitness or business, etc. You know, I was running a, a press up challenge in the gym, and we were running mm -hmm. it maybe three or four days, and I was like, I'm bored of this already. Like, I need to change it. So now it's a plank challenge, because yeah. there were so many people within the press ups doing maybe half reps or dropping to their knees. And yeah. So people are like, oh, there's no way he done 89. There's no way he done, etc. You know, you know, so there's a lot of bickering. Yeah. At least the fallouts, isn't it? It's just a... Aye. I know. Aye, it does. Playground antics. <laughs> but, but the good thing is, you know, within gym challenges, you're keeping the customers engaged and, you know, you're keeping mm. that rapport up. Yeah. I think challenges are great. I think online ones, in-person ones, you know, they're good. They're good, especially when they're, if they're not competitive, it might bring out their, them out of their shell, for, shell a little bit. But if they're the same same um, situation, the same, same gym, you know, it's just, it's healthy competition, isn't it? No, absolutely. Um, but it's been awesome having you on the show, Anita. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thanks for having me. It's been great being on. No, you're welcome.